It's 919 Vice alongside Adam Eshbaugh and Wayne Holt. I'm Joe Ovius. Today, we are doing the show from RBF in downtown Cary. Typically, we talk beer. Sometimes we talk bourbon. Today, we're talking champagne. Tiffany's opened up an incredible spot. I love the vibe. It's been open eight months now, and I think people are actually getting what she's trying to accomplish by introducing champagne and the various styles of champagne to those who might be intimidated by drinking champagne. Not Prosecco, not Cava, not any sort of bubbly, champagne, even champagne for beer drinkers. So we'll give you that conversation in just a little bit. Really enjoyed my time at RBF. Really enjoy our time at Breeze Through. Breeze Through is all across North Carolina, but for our purposes, in the middle of tailgate season, whether it's through football, we got the hockey season right around the corner, basketball season, you might need to pick something up on your way. Or maybe to hydrate after the fact. Breeze Through's got you. The PNC Arena Carter Finley location has an incredible beer cave. Has a lot of the breweries that we talk about, including a howler station uh, with these plastic jugs you can take to the tailgate. So big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring 919 Vice. Also thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring 919 Vice. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. So we are we are in a different location today. We are at. Can I just? I can say it. The RBF. Yeah, you're not for, at a high school recording anymore. So you're that, you're good. Even and, though my and son, even though Lord son, knows we're not on the radio. Even though my son did say shit on the podcast today, so really Whoa. appreciate that. Your child, no less. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he is my kid at the end of the day. Wow, uh, that he cursed on the podcast. Jeez. So we're at Resting Bitch Faced RB, RBF in downtown Cary. Your authentic champagne bar. The authentic go. champagne bar. It's Tiffany called Euro. RBF. It's called but it RBF. It stands for resting bitch. And if you yes. didn't know what RBF stands for, you're really leaning into this, <laughs> Tiffany, with all of these wonderful portraits on the Thank wall. Thank you. A lot of these you have taken, right? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So, were you? Do you dabble in photography, hobby, something you were doing before this? I mean, I've gotten real good at a, at a good portrait mode yeah. <laughs> on my iPhone. Is that so, all this, are these are all portrait modes? All portrait modes. Man, it's crazy what technology yeah. can do now, yeah. right? A little, just like little tight, little editing on there. But yeah, like I just, <laughs> I certainly do not have um, a background in photography. I would like a nice camera, especially yeah. as we start to... Um, probably do more and have more guests it's we've just added our new feature is our holiday rbf which um we have not, we have a lot, nice little sign down there i've been taking some photos of guests so that'll continue so i would definitely like a you know a nice good camera to keep that ball rolling i love the aesthetic it thank is you. very lived in thank you um I, I do i do enjoy all of this stuff so how did you get inspired to look everybody opens up a brewery there's mm-hmm. a cocktail bar there's this and that why champagne bar? An actual champagne Why are you calling out the things I've done as like <laughs> their bad ideas, but <laughs> Tiffany has this great idea? Because I, mean, I think this is a great well, idea. I'm going to have to shoot fits. I don't see a lot of champagne bars. Go <laughs> ahead, Tiffany. Why are you the antithesis of uh, everything Adam's done? Right. Um, well, why I, are you successful say, Adam, and Adam's that, sitting next to me on the couch? How's that working out for you, Adam? We love you, Adam. You're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great, um, <laughs> um, well, you know, I went back and forth. Like, I've always been a bubble person. My parents were bubble people. It's always been my drink of choice. Everyone has connected me to, like, they know when they come would come over to my house and I would be hosting that mm-hmm. there would be bubbles aplenty for everyone. I would welcome them in with a glass. It was just kind of part of who I am. And so when I was looking at this and I had a couple, I kind of had the RBF concept first. I just didn't have a container for it. and I didn't know where it was going to end up. And when my partner, Michael and I moved to Cary, we just, we just, it was all, it was all breweries. And so we saw like, I mean, I definitely saw that there was a big old hole in the market for it, but you just don't know how it's going to take off. And then I really did struggle with calling it a wine bar versus champagne bar Mm -hmm. because I didn't know if people would get it. You kind of have to spell some things out sometimes. And so you like really have to kind of lay it down. I'm like, are people going to get it? And I remember telling somebody, they're like, well, not every wine bar has champagne. And I was like, well, there you go. Great freaking point. So I was like, you know, and that's why I kind of made it like your authentic champagne bar because I what I think is interesting is that people have taken champagne it's like oh it's this exclusive thing and it's for like it's where they make it kind of hoity-toity when it really isn't celebration it's a celebration every time you're drinking champagne it's 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 
it's good. It's New Year's. It's bringing in new, like a wedding, New Year's, all these things. And when you actually go to France and go to Champagne, this is their everyday thing. And it's like they really take it as you celebrate those moments and celebrate each day. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not Vouv. It's not Tattinger. It's not these big houses. It's the family owned generation after generation doing the work and they're just like anybody else. And like, that's kind of where I wanted to showcase like those grower champagnes and making it more approachable. So when you, you come here, this is champagne. We're not talking Prosecco. Oh no. Well, not, I mean, we're I, not doing Cava. We're I not have doing a baseline. I have a baseline Prosecco and Cava. And I have those on there for this reason. And this reason only okay. is that people get intimidated with, by what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I don't know crap about liquor or bourbon or any of those things. Like I wouldn't know where to start. So Either people come in here. Exactly. So speak people, for yourself. <laughs> so people are going to come in here and look for something that's familiar that they can point out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times if they are ordering a Prosecco or Cava, we're like, do you want that? Do you actually want a Prosecco or Cava? Or do you want to help us guide you into what you might actually like? Mm -hmm. I would say the biggest thing when people come in here and order Prosecco is like, so you like sweet. They're like, oh no, I don't at all. I'm like, you're not going to like Prosecco. And let me tell you why. So we're giving them the reasons behind it, educating them and sort of giving them the language so then they know what to order next. But so, we do have about, ooh, I would say 35 sparkling wines and champagne by okay. the glass. So we definitely do, we do it all. For the uneducated. You know, my understanding is that champagne has to be called champagne because it comes from a very specific place in France. This is our Wayne's World education, by the way, if you didn't pick that up. I'm here for it. Rob Lowe. <laughs> We're in Delaware. Anyway. Um, so, champagne is from champagne. Correct. What is Prosecco? Prosecco is going to be the Italian sparkling wine, but mm -hmm. they make it very differently. Mm -hmm. So where the traditional champagne method is in a two fermentation process, uh, Prosecco is made just in one and they just add more sugar to create the bubbles okay. um, in just one flat shoot. So that's why you are going to get more sugar on it and it's going to be a little sweeter. Um, and so there's nothing wrong. There's some great Proseccos out there, but a lot of times it's kind of a bait. You know, it's it's just it's just made very, very differently. And so, cava. Cava is going to be Spanish, but a lot of cavas are made in the champagne traditional method of the two fermentation process. So if people are going, if they have to pick one, they're at a restaurant and they don't have 35 selections like they do here. Hey, mm -hmm. um, I say go, if you like dry, go for cava. It's going to okay. be a better, better option. And it's going to be a little bit more consistent on the drier side rather than the sweet. Okay. So what are we drinking now? You are drinking um, a Melanie Fister uh, Cremant out of Alsace. And so I always tell people, if you want the champagne experience without the champagne cost, a Cremant is a very good way to go because it's made identical to champagne method. It's just going to be in a diff it's just going to be in a region that is not France. So with this one in particular, it's 50% Chardonnay, 50% Pinot Blanc, um, and I and it's an extra brute. So that means, so kind of in the level of sweetness, like brute's kind of your baseline dry, mm -hmm. then you go to extra brute, then you go to brute nature, which is going to be a zero sugar dissage. So this is um, very, very low on a sugar dissage front. Shout out to brute IPAs. She's uh, saying things that we've never heard said on this podcast. I know, I love it. I was really I looking mean, forward to this podcast. <laughs> well, we know what brute means. Yeah, it's an IPA. That's, that, that's the <laughs> cologne, right? And deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Wayne would slay back in the day with his brute cologne. Um, the polo, man. After shave. The There's polo. so many men here. A, we're we're used a, to about 98% women here, so this I is like a, a new, yeah. new world. Yeah, we'll come back to that. I was a, I was a Paco <laughs> Rabanne guy back in the day. The polo sport all, now, all the way. Yeah. So why is champagne so expensive? Uh, there's a lot of regulations um, that come with it. So they... Um, there's very specific regulations that they have to follow. A lot of policies, everything has to, uh, grapes have to be handpicked. They can't use any type of machinery. Mm -hmm. um, they are only allowed to pick during certain times and it's di dictated by, um, and again, I know, I know some, but I don't know everything. Like, um, it's dictated as to when they can pick and that's everybody that is from the big houses to the growers they can only p pick in this certain amount of time it's very very regulated if they're picking outside of that then they can't they can't use it um, so that's there's just a ton of kind of bureaucracy with it okay. so um, so in a lot of ways and they're not even like, in America Imagine it's kind of like it's kind of like tequila in a particular way because in order to be tequila it has to have has to check all all these boxes, region, well, process, all those types of things. Mama don't know shit about tequila, so I'll yeah, believe okay. you. Okay. okay that's just fine. remember right. Blue Agave. Okay. And okay. Yalisco. This okay. is true. All right. Uh, I'm here for all right. Well, Wayne kind of broached it, and, and you referenced it. 
Dudes don't hang out here? You know, they do. I will say, uh, like, honestly, any given point you walk in here, Wayne, you've been in here a bunch, what, 97, 98% women at almost any given time. Yeah. And it is. It's. And the, do, are the, the guys that are here, are they dragged here? I will say there are some that are, but okay. oftentimes there are spouses, mm-hmm. boyfriends that come in here where a sports bar with beer isn't for all guys either. That's you true. know what I mean? It's like there are some people that really do like wine and want mm-hmm. someplace comfortable and aren't sports people. So I think those we've had plenty of men that have come in and they're so complimentary of the space and they're so kind. And I've had we had one couple that came in and they have been here from I think they you know stand, standard coming from New York and. They're like, we haven't found a place that we just really feel comfortable in, and this is great. And he's, they've come back multiple times. He's brought uh, male coworkers, mm-hmm. and so kind, so lovely. Yes, are there a, is there a husband boyfriend that's dragged? But you can point it out like very very quickly. Um, we, there's no there's no beer here. No beer. No, no beer. No liquor. No beer. No liquor. Okay, so what do you? So what it, this is this is what I was leading to. You know, typically, if you're at a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, if you go to a... Oh, And there it is. Oh, oh That was me. Oh, Y'all heard it. Wait, Wait, that'll sound good on the mic. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> now I'm trying to break something else. Jeez, My I can't gosh, she's she falling there. apart. Oh, Lord the bottle of wine I was going to get just doubled in price. Well, we, we can, cl- we can. Clean oh my gosh! Typically, you go she, to a she wrote that into the budget, <laughs> right? So, we break. There's so many glasses that break. Uh, it's insane. Sure. Like people sure. are like, oh, Bob. I'm like, business owner problems. Uh, uh, my shutter. It's okay. So You're allowed. typically, you go to a brewery and there's <laughs> Miller Lite for the person who doesn't want to have craft beer right. or, or some sort of. Mm-hmm. Domestic that they can just mm-hmm. find, or this is what you drink. Yeah. What would be the equivalent for that here? Of a guy is dragged here, he doesn't know anything about champagne, mm-hmm. he's not really into it. What would you suggest for that person? So I kind of start by asking what they typically drink. Mm-hmm. And if they do go down the beer route, um, we actually do have a couple of wines that have some beer characteristics. Okay. And so we have one, it's called Field Recording um, Dry Hop, and it actually it tastes I think a good amount like an IPA. It has like, hops in it? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, it says dry hop. It says dry hop on it, um, but it's, I, I've had it. It's it's very good. Like, And so I, re- I suggest that. Also, there's um, a type of wine, and it's like more natural wine, Petulant Naturale. And so it's also kind of how they, a different way of fermenting wine. Um, same thing. It's all natural. There's no um, intervention in the winemaking. And so a lot of times it does give those beer qualities to it. So I have a couple of pet gnats um, that I suggest to people. Some people are like some people, when I say people, men, so a lot of men like them. Others are like, oh, I drink bourbon. Sometimes for the bourbon person, I'm like, we have a great, big, big, bold, spicy yeah. Zinfandel. It works. Figured people, like a big red would be popular with, with right. I love red. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll and drink white or, or, or a rosé or something if sure. my wife has it open and exactly. needs help. Exactly, it, you know, but that that's real. But I that's real talk right there. If I'm at a place, if I'm drinking wine, it's red. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like the sun, obviously with the summer, it's a little challenging with inside. People are fine, but if people were sitting outside and they're like, I normally drink beer. I'm ordering a red. I just got to the place and like, don't do it. Like, let me figure out something to give you because you're if you want a beer and it's 95 degrees out with like a 98% humidity, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to taste like shit. Yeah. So like, then that's kind of an option where I can start kind of guiding people in that way. But um, we, I, I always love to try to dig into what people normally drink and then finding what we have that they like. And I think a lot of people I will come in and it's a challenge for us to a figure out what, they like to make sure that they're content and they're enjoying themselves as well. Like someone is like, I usually drink vodka sodas. Great. We have a great sparkling wine. And just because it is also brute nature and there's zero sugar dressage on it, it has that crisp, clean, like, and it's going to really hit those same markers. To your point, that's how I discovered uh, Lambrusca Mm -hmm. uh, or pizza wine, essentially. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box. You know, you we go, have a Lambrusco here. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And I, I really enjoy that. Exactly. I mean, they, they make sweeter end of yep. it too, but I, I prefer the, I think they, they make like a rosé version of it mm-hmm. and they make a normal red yep. version of it. And also, that's how I kind of discovered, I had gone to wine authorities in downtown Raleigh 
and I guess the Spanish wines, I guess what they're called, like, I don't, I don't know jack about this stuff. It's called like a rosado, but mm-hmm. the the way the, the the guy at the shop described it to me, he's like, oh, yeah, these are these Spanish glug glug wines mm-hmm. is how he referred to them. Like, yeah. So they have a little bit of carbonation to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're drier, and mm-hmm. it's a red, but no, it's not a rosé. It's not as sweet right. as rosé. And like to your point about it's hot out, but I don't want a beer. You're not going to be drinking bourbon. You still want something that's refreshing, mm-hmm. and that's where these wines have kind of come into yep. play. And again, that comes comes with discovery and a little bit of education. And I've noticed a lot. We there's a, we have a Vino Verde from Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, has like teeny tiny bit of bubble in it, but also teeny hint of sweetness. That seems to go over well with the with the beer person okay. too. So again, a lot of it is just now eight months in, just kind of going through, figuring out, getting people like past sort of like I. I mean, I've had guys come in that are literally like, I, I, uh, oh my gosh, like I won't drink a sparkling rosé. How non-masculine is that? And oh, we're like, and literally hey, we're like, Get what the- tastes good? Tastes good. Tastes good. Who cares if it's pink or it's in a wine glass? Well, this, is, this is why so, they started putting this stuff in cans. Yeah. And, you should and, serve it to them in a very fragile glass. Oh, wow. Um, we don't, we lay it on a little thick that here. Um, I'm not going to lie. I lay it on a little thick. I, I own the place. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't fire myself and it's great. Um, but like, I really kind of, I really try to push people out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. because you don't know what you don't know. It's like, I, I know that like I haven't been a big liquor drinker, but if someone's like, Hey, let me make you something and just try it. Okay, great. Like I go to a brewery and they're like, taste this one. I'm like, okay, great. Like do it. It's so like, I kind of go to the place of like, you're in my house, like mm-hmm. learn. This you're going to try what I want you to try. Yeah. And it's, it's also like, that's the part of, life have a conversation you haven't had before yeah you're here to experience this you're so here experience to experience this. something all my seating is community seating for a reason sit next to somebody that you probably maybe wouldn't in a different place Do you turn this tv on oh yeah we play some really solid 90s music videos okay, so on you're, there it's you're great. playing music on oh yeah there's no okay. sports yeah no okay. but i want i want to mention because i've been here yes. just and i've been here several times yes. i've not been i don't think i've been by my, well i came to that one chamber event but that was yeah. a chamber event i've not been in by myself but i would yeah um but your folks are amazing. At, uh, if Jessica and I walk in and you are here, you immediately start going, hey, you know, try this, try this, you know, get you this. But if you're not or if you are busy, your people have been amazing at asking questions and making suggestions. And we've not had anything here, whether it was the food or whatever, the, the drink that we didn't like. Um, I will say that over at Graffiti occasionally, and just because I'm in downtown I hear people talking about this place, men specifically, and they're scared of this place. <laughs> they are they are truly scared of this place. And I had one guy say that he wasn't going to go over there because all the women over there were angry. And I'm just <laughs> and I'm shaking my head and going, dude, let me tell you, if I was what number a, marriage was he on? If I was a single man, I'd be in this place pretty much three, four times a week. Because it's like you said, it's mm-hmm. 96, 97% women in here. And we've never had anyone say anything out of the way or act like a bitch, right? Right. It's just amazing what mm-hmm. people get in their head based on a name. Yep. And the image of it's full mm-hmm. of women. Well, because women, They're large fragile. groups of women are intimidating to, to guys. Some guys. Some guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a good chunk of guys. Some guys. A good chunk not of guys. all guys. Not, not us, all men, of course. Not all men. Not did all. We, did we just go hashtag not all men? <laughs> and you know, I'll roll up in here in a minute. I mean, yeah, Wayne, because you like women, so we <laughs> do. We get it, bro. I was going to get to that because our <laughs> podcast is mostly a ma- it's a male dominated. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, podcast. You guys, you guys come on in, check it out. And this is something five percent men, by the way. Yeah, well. You got to know who your audience is. That's cool. But that's also why, like, like this is a fun thing to explore because I think you guys know this, but I've actually been to Napa. What? Before. So I know a thing or two. Here we go. I know my way around a vineyard. Let's just say that. Go to Robert Mondavi once. I've I've been there. Him and Bob. Yeah. Bobby Mon, as as we like to call him. (laughs) Uh, But I've been there. You know, I've, I've, uh. Drank the juice, uh-huh. if you will. The yeah. Kool-Aid. And uh, I've, uh, you know, I know a thing or two about a, about a winery. About are you going to like mansplain? Oh, I'm just saying that, guys, it's nothing to be intimidated by. Intimidated yeah, by. That's the point. 
I like wine when I like wine. There's a time and place for everything. Sometimes I want bourbon. Sometimes, most of the time, I want beer. Sometimes okay. I really, yeah. really want wine. And I love this place. And you know that. And if I had any money to, to my name, I'd be here. And it's 30 minutes away from my house. Uh, you know what? I heard just a lot of excuses, but that's... There are a lot know, of excuses. Right? I am coming up with every you can, excuse You can park why, in my driveway. Why I haven't seen or hugged you since, I think, like, March. Since... And I feel no, terrible I think about it. It might have been January, the ribbon cutting. January. I think it was the ribbon cutting, sir. Oh my At least gosh. that was beginning of February. Here's what I will say. You know, as gracious been, as you were been to see me, though, today, it was very nice. I came walking in, and you gave me a big old hug, and... Hey, Tiffany, he's only been to graffiti three times when we were open since then, so don't feel bad. I mean... Wow. Rough crowd. What I will say about what you what you said Wayne um it was it was a couple of weeks ago and like obviously you know you've been here enough to see I I do my rounds I do my owner rounds and I talk to people and a lot but a lot of times if I we're just busy I'm trying to help them catch up at the bar I'm kind of just drying glasses uh, the amount of glasses I dry you know on a day-to-day picking up the um, broken ones yeah yeah it, that one too um <laughs> But I was drying glasses, and there was a man at the end of the bar, and he was with his wife and his daughter. And I kept hearing little comments, I, and I just kept hearing things. And so this is when I really lean in and start listening, really lean in and start listening. And then I heard him say, oh, this place is scary. And he was sitting there, and he was sitting there with his wife and his daughter. And so they were closing out, and I said, so you survived your first uh, feminist bar experience. And so uh, I was, I mean, I just, I kind of just call it out. Just, just lean into just it. Just lean into it. And he was like, well, I was like, tell me why you find it scary. And he's like, oh, well, there's just all women here. I was like, so I, I still need to understand why this is scary for you. And he couldn't actually really give me an answer. And I said, here's what I want you to do. You don't have to, um, I'm like, this isn't a, you have to come back. You don't have to come back. You're not welcome here. I need you to go home and I need you to talk to your wife and I need you to talk to your daughter. I need you to ask them about how often they feel scared. Right. In actual normal places. At, are they allowed to go around at night? Are, can they take a walk at night? Um, during the daylight hours, just sort of having to sometimes turn around. I was in Arizona, like I felt someone following me in a parking lot at Target and turned around and a guy was two feet behind me in broad daylight at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like we have to be scared all the time. And I was and like, actually scared, not actually just, scared. not just being not a little bitch because yeah. you're, because you're around a bunch of women. You don't exactly. know how to relate. There is a current news story of like, how old was this kid where he would like the girl broke up with him and he stabbed her to death at a bus stop and then before school in the UK, we like men are scared to be like rejected or in a place with a lot of females. We're just scared in general. I have people come in here and sort of give me a hard time. Like, oh, you close at nine. Oh my God, you close at 10. Like sort of in sort of this demeaning kind of way. And I tell them most of my staff is female and I want to make sure they get home safe. I would rather not get those hour to extra of additional revenue. I rather, I would rather them know that they can walk to their car in a little bit more safety than at midnight when people are a little drunker, even those carry is very safe. So like, that's what, when I'm in here, it's not like men are like, I'm scared to come in. What are they scared? They're scared to, I think sometimes I'm addressing a piece that they probably are scared to answer. Yes. And that's probably that. And honestly, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and no, so that, that is exactly what it is. And off my soapbox. Anyway. No, that's no, you can stand on your soapbox. No, that, I, I appreciate that soapbox because, you know, there's one thing that, you know, look, I, I work, I work in this. I work in the sports business, you know. And having done sports talk radio for so long, if I would say something like, I would admit that you know what, I'm really looking forward to the Golden Bachelor. Hell yeah. You know, or I would say, you know, whatever it is, and I would occasionally get an email or two, and I would get like the, the stupid, you know, try you know, turn in your man card or whatever it is. God. And it's like, guys, you know, we'll still say that. Oh yeah, dude, you'd <laughs> be shocked. Thing. You'd be shocked how many people still say that. And what I always find funny about that kind of fragility, it's like. Yeah, the least masculine thing possible really is to give a shit what other dudes think. Why do you care so much? Mm-hmm. If you're secure in what you do, that's actually the most masculine Absolutely, thing you can technically man. do. 1,000%. So if you're comfortable with yourself coming to a place like this and enjoying some bubbly, who gives a shit? Yeah. If that's like if they don't want to enjoy themselves, it's a it's a weird puritanical thing too that also kind of stems from these things. If I can get on my soapbox now, where 
there are a group of people who just don't like it when everybody who is not in their particular group is enjoying themselves. And that includes women as well. If mm-hmm. women have a space, if women are enjoying themselves, even other women will have a problem with that. It's not always men. There's, there's going right. to be there's going to be a woman who's just like, well, wait a minute, what is it? What what's going on here? They're probably looking at all these photos, and I bet you you've probably had like, well, this is the is this the kind of representation you want of women I, from other women? I fully agree. There, I mean, for the most part, if anyone leaves me a bad review, it's mm-hmm. a woman. Um, yeah. And what's I th- the common denominator? Like, what's why is there a bad review? There's usually a reason why, a common one. <sighs> I'm curious now. <laughs> um. I think I th- I think the people that get irritated and this is probably a I wasn't I haven't spent my career in service. I've mm-hmm. spent it doing business development and knowing how to talk to people and how to understand people and get to some type of resolution and, and whether I, their bodies would be good enough. To, exactly, yeah, we need to get to that eventually. Livers. Um so <laughs> um and, ki- and Chianti. And now you're worried about livers in a different way. I haven't seen exactly. a bathtub with Um no, you're so good. You're good. good. We do right? have some mice. Uh, okay. You haven't been to the kitchen. Um People in service want you to apologize for things that you cannot control. Mm. Um, and also, I'm and I'm not great at that. It's it's like when someone comes in and they're like, well, the cushion was wet. I'm like, it rained. Like, it's, but what I'm finding is, and it's not just men, it's women too. It's like when I provide solutions and I'm not going to always be apologizing all over myself yeah. for something that we didn't necessarily have control over, but we still are trying to find a solution to what that looks like. And so I would say that people sort of just want, like th- at the end of the day, people want to be seen and heard and we do that. But I think people also want you to kind of apologize for things that don't exist. And I will, I will say that that is sometimes more of a masculine quality Mm -hmm. that I see it's they just it's they're like well this is what's wrong and you're like actually that's not it and it's like you are disagreeing with me how dare you and so but I would say probably our biggest like review thing is sometimes like the larger groups that come in like Mm -hmm. me and my 30 closest friends come in and you can't accommodate us right away and we get in the way and um you um we took too long or like I I mean we're unannounced large groups are hard it, right? it is it is so hard on a business and they don't get it and they don't understand it and I mean, what's your city capacity in here uh 94 in yeah, here so, so a, a third of your capacity walks in at one time it's hard mm-hmm. to service yeah and we had a and what happens to and i won't throw out an age group but there's an age group and when they feel like something didn't go their way they will do a retaliation where each of them will go on and almost like copy and paste the same thing Why are you talking about people my age for it's actually not. I'm it's going. Actually, I was going. I was going. I was going I, it wasn't. It was like kind oh, of the thirty and under. Wow. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's a, there's, a, there's an interesting dynamic that's developing thirty and under. It's it's very much main character syndrome. It's funny because so. you, Tiffany, you've met my daughter Rachel. Yes, very nicely. Rachel was texting me last night um, about exactly that because that's her age group and she absolutely hates it. She's 29, and she's like, there's so many people my age, and she just went on that rant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, well, girl. It's, um, most of my staff is between 25 yeah. and 30, and they don't act like this. Like, so right. it's very, it's very and interesting. Care we call it entitlement? Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is, is but. It basically that Ashley meme where every, it's like, it's like eight different women. In oh the gosh, picture, yes, that was, and they're all having yes. different spelling of the name Ashley. Yes. Is it is it and that particular? Let's stereotype, please. Can we stereotype <laughs> at, well, our, I mean, I refuse, at the women's I empowerment to, bar? I refuse to use the term Karen. I refuse to use it. Yeah, like that, even that's, though that's played out at this point. even at the at this point, it's like sure there is going to be some Not women as played out that as come in that are demanding. But yeah. shit, there's men that are demanding too. But like I won't use it in the term because I feel like it men was, get more passive aggressive though. Especially in a place like this, because like saying not, things like that, men, men don't know how to be in their feelings. So no, they just they only know anger. So yeah. I only get like anger from men where women to go retaliation okay. front. But I won't use the term Karen because at the end of the day, like it is somebody that is speaking up for what they need and what they want. And, and it's actually somebody's name. I mean, and that's true <laughs> as well. So it's I, I and for me as somebody who did business development for so long, if what drives me crazy is when somebody is unhappy. And we get to a resolution and we figure out what works for them, which isn't just giving free shit away because right. that is not how you solve issues. And then to still go on a retaliation front, that's the stuff that keeps me up at night and makes mm. me just a little crazy, drink a little extra. 
Yeah, we've had a conversations off mm-hmm. uh, off air about but this one. Yeah. But really, at the end of the day, I will say, so many people come in here, and I, my my partner Michael reminds me each day. I I always go, I go to the the one person that came in and had something mean to say. The well, one that's natural. Review, I mean, it's, and it's, it's personal. It's freaking personal. And yeah. anyone that's like, it's not personal. It's business. I'm like, screw you. It's, it's, it's freaking personal. personal. It's always personal. Uh, it's receipts. always personal. And um, but really. Honestly, most people come in here and are like, this place is beautiful. This is so welcoming. This is... Um, Wayne, you want some more? Oh, never mind. Do you, uh, do you want me to grab you Wayne, another glass? You're fine. Because you're causing destruction. I actually have to go anymore. sign a legal document when I uh, leave. Give me a taste of mine, but I'd be afraid it. you throw it on the ground. Easy, bro. <laughs> I'll, really, I'll come back later. But anyway, people come in here and they are very complimentary. And we have incredible regulars that come in and say really wonderful things. And I'm very thankful and happy that I did this, but... You know, it's a great spot and it is an amazing addition to, to downtown Cary. So I've been down here seven and a half years in downtown Cary and to watch the things that have happened around and, you know, they're the breweries, they're the bars, they're the, you know, all the other things that are happening, but then to have this, which is, it's a bar, but it's so different than anything we had. And I think it's a great addition. Thank you. It, It brings people down here that may or may not have come to downtown Cary and the events that you put on, you put on some amazing events. I mean, anything from drag shows to you just did a, a wine and dumpling pairing, I believe. We did. Yeah, you do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, we had uh, someone come make um, on the spot, like, just these homemade dumplings. He has a spot he's opening up in Durham. Um, had, like, great, great jazz trio with it. Last night, we did a candle making class uh, with this um, awesome woman. Um, and she has a business called Kai's Candles. And she's doing just really great things. But she's like... A scientist researcher on the side. She's just a brilliant woman. Um, but we also have a mental health group that meets here and that's really taken off. And we have a therapist, Dr. Amelia Kelly, that um, leads it most week, most months. And we talk about different topics and narcissism and gaslighting within the like, medical field of when you're trying to just get a freaking doctor's appointment. And But um, I'm hoping that my partner, Michael, he was a leadership coach, um, Executive like coach for a long time. One of the nicest people I think I've ever met. Yeah, you know, he's really the nicest human. He makes me look like a total asshole. <laughs> so is he full time with you now? I mean, he, he, yeah. he's okay because I see him because mm-hmm. my office window. Obviously, yep. I can look out the office and oh, he loves I see it. Michael out here all the time. Out here blowing. Yep. He loves his blower out all here. Trash he's, uh, and yep, yep, moving no, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. He is, and he's uh, dissolving his business a little bit okay. um, and joining forces, which I never thought he would do. That's but um, so we're kind of working through those pieces. But I want him to start a men's group, a men's mental yeah. health group, and start having some of those conversations and and doing exactly what you're saying of like men are scared to come here it's like what are they and it goes back to what are they really scared of? what are they scared of and it was probably comes from a place of like where emotions are bad and like you have some things to like and where it's can, okay to discuss those things so no. i'm hoping we can start doing some of those types of can't things can't do that i went to home goods not that long ago I fucking love home lost goods. your man card no 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 it was the best part home goods is like my jam went to, went to home goods and i was just i was looking for halloween stuff and Spirit Halloween. Big Lutz. Joe, everybody knows that. I get all that stuff. Anyway. It's cool, whatever. But there's an entire section where they had like those, you know, f- those wooden, you know, signs. With live, laugh, love. Like live, laugh. But it's live, laugh, love for men. And it was like, in you know, in this is a man cave. We don't talk about feelings here and all this other stuff. Like they were selling that. <laughs> Go read aesthetic. Father's Day cards. It's like, no one's going to nag. Mom's not going to nag you today. Like I can't handle <laughs> Father's Day cards. They're, it is the most like misogynistic bullshit like oh, ever. Geez. But so, like it's, yeah, that's another box. I, I was going to say in the men's, or, now are these, are these unisex bathrooms? Uh, yes, they are. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if you had a men's bathroom here, then you could just put that. Okay, and sometimes it's, uh, sometimes in both sexes, I was in there. Whoa, whoa. Excuse me? Wait. Well, I was, I went to walk in there this? one night and the lady had not locked the door. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh, I got a real eye full of, uh, hey, let me just close that real okay, quick and then. go hide oh, somewhere. But, shenanigans taking yeah. place here. So you're breaking glasses. You're uh, just walk, walking in, in on the ladies. Bathroom. You know what? You're, you're giving me a lot of information today. <laughs> making himself comfortable. Yeah. I'll get banned. All right. So <laughs> you have a kitchen? We do. That's um, what I was going to get to. Very small one. All right. Well, hold on a second. Let me let me mark the table. All right. Adam, you want to? Want to shift to that? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll set you up. Hey, so you got a kitchen? No, wait. No, you ruined it. You ruined it. It's fine. Go ahead. Just so you have a kitchen. Fine. 
what do what are we what are we serving? Um, so we we have a smaller kitchen, so it's definitely not full service by any means. Um, we pretty much have like a nice little happy uh, convectional oven. That's about what we got rocking and rolling in there. Um, but bruschetta, charcuterie boards, um, some snack items like brada and hummus, and we have a fun little s'mores board where we have little campfires and you roast your own little marshmallows oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. make some little s'mores. But um, every- that'll be big business here. Does very very well. Especially like this time of year through mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah. December. We have some great solo stoves that are going to be coming out in about a week that we just ordered. So those will be fun. But um, yeah, the food has been, it, it's it's simple. It's it's certainly not like a Michelin star situation here, but I have two incredible cooks here and they just, they take my ideas and make it, make it pretty. And, but, um, but yeah, like, so my charcuterie boards are all, uh, nicknames of my ex-boyfriends and, um, how the, many charcuterie boards do you have? Well, I was 47. Till I, <laughs> I was single till I was 36. I have more to add. Come on now. Um, but, and Michael is technically one of them. So, I mean, that one doesn't really count since I'm still with him. So he's the hot executive coach. So there's that. Um, speaking of ideas, one idea I gave you back when you <laughs> Here were we go. getting ready to start, you did not um, run with. Remind me. I'm sorry. Probably a reason well, she didn't it run was, with that. you know, this is a champagne bar and you refuse to, sh- to serve beer. But I said, if you ever do, Miller High Life needs to be your beer as it is the champagne of beers. Uh, and then ha- maybe men wouldn't be so scared, Tiffany. And you and you ha- you get the champagne. The champagne bottles. of you get the 750s. You get the 750s of those. I have ideas of putting on one singular beer and have it be like $50 and how where most of it goes to like inter- interact and sure. like domestic violence. So it's like, then where it's like, do you have beer? I'm like, yeah, it's $50. It's, you you don't want you don't you don't want you don't want the beer you know so you know, but I also don't want to deal with like an additional permit on it so that's part of I the see. reason on it but I, if I ever do go that direction it'll be a bond it'll be a triangle beer you know like something local something and here and to support support you um, could try to get them to make you an exclusive beer that would be a high life type I mean I know a guy at Bond who can make you a know guy yeah. like that no guy. but you know it would like it just it doesn't make sense she could, you would go through like a 12 pack a month but here's where you're where you're onto something with the $50 like I bet you if you told Wit alright man I want you to make a $50 beer put know? like actual gold <laughs> flakes Wit in would it. absolutely be like oh okay yeah I can totally do that well I mean if my logo could go on a can't like I mean I want it to go on like that's kind of next uh, that's a five year goal is like to have a wine, wine. label. Yeah, I, okay. I, I want to have a wine label, so that's uh, that's part okay. of the situation. That's your dad. Don't freak out. Don't you bark. That's your dad. We're yeah. talking about your dog. Who's, dog. I know. You she can come in. immediately <laughs> perked up. She was not talking to Wayne. All right. So <laughs> yes, I was just I was just jokingly revisiting that from our Carrie our uh, RIP. It, it was a, it was a beautiful idea, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, you're well, talking about. His idea or the podcast? Well, both. I mean, all things. Both. Yes. Both. Okay. But, yeah. So I want to get into what let's let's go back in time. What brought you here? You're originally like you moved here from Arizona, mm-hmm. but you weren't. You were into wine. You loved wine. Mm-hmm. You said that, but you weren't doing the wine business Wasn't lifestyle. Doing the wine business lifestyle. Uh, I had been ready to get out of Arizona for a while. So, and this is this back dates like prior to meeting uh, my partner Michael but I had finished my master's degree at Thunderbird School of Global Management and so pretty much an international MBA and I had been interviewing through Europe um, looking for biotech jobs um, overseas that was that was my ultimate goal of what I was trying to do and I was so close. It was just, it's so hard to do that. You know, it's like you need, I would get in front of all the right people. It was great. Didn't quite happen. And so I kind of was like, okay, I need to park it in Arizona for just a minute to figure out how this looks, what this looks like. Michael and I had just started dating. And so then pandemic hits. And so the leadership job I was at at that point just was from home. And it was kind of the direction that I thought I had wanted to go. And it was an all-female leadership team. It was a great role. There was a lot of opportunity for it. And it was pretty much sucked the soul out of my human. And it it just made me rethink a lot of what I had wanted to do and what I thought my future was going to look like in my career. And so once I left that job, like it, my stress level was crazy. I was miserable. Michael still was had his business at the time of leadership coaching and development. And so it was like, let's, 
have you work for me um, and we figure this out so you can leave this company and we figure out what those next steps are. And kind of throughout that, I was working within his company, but my I still needed to get the hell out of Arizona. It was just not, I'd been trying to get out of there for years. So in the midst of that, we're like, okay, let's look to see where else we could go. And so we talked about it. He's from Michigan. I would have gone to New England, but he's like, hell no to snow. Um <laughs> And so I remember coming, I came out to North Carolina probably 10 years ago, like for work. And so I'm like, let's just do it. So we came out here, we started in Charlotte, went to Asheville, um, stayed in downtown Cary, actually. Um, I think, God, there was some festival, was it Lazy Days going on? I can't remember what was going on, but um, we were so the here. the hottest time of year. It, we, we came from hot Arizona to here just to see if we could handle some humidity. Well, it's a wet heat. It's, I mean, Arizona, <laughs> I'm is. sorry, Arizona at 120, there's no such thing as a dry heat. It just all is terrible. Um, yeah, just, but, you open up an oven and stick your face in it. Yeah, it's terrible. It and it's like that from like April to November. It's terrible. Um, but we came out here. We also went to like Outer Banks, but we drove through Cary and stayed here and we just loved it because it, it is a big, it, it's a smaller town, but still with like a little bit bigger feel. It's not like teeny tiny. It's a little bit slower pace of life. It has some seasons. Everybody was very kind. And we just went back to Arizona and just sort of like, let's, let's do it. I put my house on the market. Let's get it moving and shaken. And so I had sort of started the process of, I hadn't quite done a business plan yet, but I had, again, an idea of what this looked like. And so just once we got here, it was sort of the, our agreement of we will finish out 2021 of me working for his business or yeah. Uh, and then beginning of 22, me just really figure out what my next steps were. And so it was quick and it took off and it moved fast. And that's great. Why? Thank and you. I'm happy for you. Oh. But that's not what I was getting at. <laughs> you won your previous I want to talk about life the, and death the, situation. The, the, the tissue, tissue dona- donation so career. Let me, let me put this in context <laughs> for our sports players. <laughs> Because this is you the were gritty. A dead, you were a dead body scout. I was not a dead body scout. So, so, you, so you had a like, stopwatch. So were you, <laughs> looking what I like, you were looking at like five-star organ donation? Right? Like, um, right, like that, that's, my that's, reviews that's, on that one would have been. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So for a little bit more context. So I started for, um, so, God, how many years was I there? I can't remember. But first started out with an organization that does whole body donation for medical research, education, and surgical training. Cadavers. Right. So people donated their bodies to science. And so I worked in kind of the public relations, marketing, community involvement, business development side of that. So it was, sure, was there a little encouraging of some seniors that a free cremation sounds good? Sure. That's about the direction I went. Um, So a little bit different. Um, And then I moved to organ donation, organ and tissue donation for transplant. So And this very is really different. important stuff. It is. Organ donation it, is huge. That is a very important oh, it's thing. super important, but that's not what I'm getting at. Okay, he just you, wants to, like, talk about how I, like, went and found bodies or yeah, something, so, which is yeah. what I did How did you do. scout that out? Oh, yeah. Hospice. Um, so, for, right. uh, so, okay, so organ, so <laughs> people donate, turn. so when people donate their bodies to science, it is 1,000% different than organ and tissue donation for transplant. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, a, it's, kind of like a second uh, another option of burial cremation donate your body to science so families get like cremated remains back it's but it's it's totally different and but it is it's an important conversation okay, so, so if i were to donate my body to science when i'm dead what are people burying if anything. They're not, well, you would just get, um, some families chose not to get any cremated remains back. So then a lot of times those donors would go to like yeah. full cadaver Yeah, so like projects. what kind of death tchotchke would I get? A free cremation. Jewelry, so te- glasses. So technically you're not allowed to get anything monetary, monetarily if you donate your body to science. So sure. technically uh, like a no cost cremation it like there's enough like look and there's been so many regulations that have happened mm-hmm. since I have left so I cannot itself, so that is my um that's like my disclaimer things okay. have might have changed since things I have, have changed, been since. in the sitch so you would you would make the rounds yes hospices hospicide yeah this we'll is what I want to get hospice yeah. um but it's would you like was, show up and be like hey you got any close no anybody, not like that at all no anybody, it's uh, out there not like it <laughs> Not like that at all. It's it was mostly like and honestly, some families just like it's expense it's expensive to die. Yes. If anyone has gone through this process, 
it is really some some family like you see people on the freaking side of the road mm-hmm. holding signs up could you donate money for my loved ones like funeral costs there's a reason why there's a dark joke out there about just bury me loose <laughs> you know like cuz like it was it was one of these it was a, it was a viral tweet a couple of years ago when they looked at you know how much it costs to get a casket uh, like it's, all that it's stuff. unreasonable and they're like i'm sorry x amount for a casket but a campfire doesn't get loose. hot enough like you've got to Right, like oh, I've always said, just cremate me and sprinkle me into the cat's litter box. I mean, that's <laughs> that's where I'm headed. Oh, my wife and I have an agreement. Um, whoever goes first, yeah. gets buried at like an exotic location, so the other gets a nice vacation out of it. Oh, Solid. Nice. I like that. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It makes sense. That makes sense. I just want I want to be cremated, but I want to go that. back to um, <laughs> they called you the Grim Reaper or a what? little like body parts girl. You know, I got a lot of weird ones, like like especially with whole body donation because it was part of people's end of life planning. I would do a lot of like presentations within like retirement communities and things like that. So wow, if I could, if crowd. I had a freaking dollar for every old man that came up to me that said, you can have my body, honey. I would be a wealthy woman. <laughs> it was that like, no. Oh, your I, the things I, oh, the I, mean, things I, I have an organ you. for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sounds like, hey, guys. Do you guys, take bones guys, as well? Guys, and then you have guys. to be like, eh. Guys, body like, parts ladies uh, come again today. No, Let's have a conversation. I've heard it still works even after. The nails and teeth aren't the, or nails and hairs aren't the only thing to keep growing. So I, this is the first time I've met you. You give me a very, um, weird impression. No, effervescent person. Solid. Good. Okay. Sparkling. You could say say that. Do you see what I did there? Um, when did you have this kind of bubbly conversation? With, oh, like, like, well, so hold on. It just keeps so, coming. So, so what we haven't covered, and hopefully this will kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't covered how you got the RBF name here. And we talked about it on, you know, because I was focused a couple on the times when we, when we met before. Yeah, but we're still focused on dead bodies, Wayne. Yeah. You guys have... Well, forget you, that. We moved no, on. No, like, I'm really curious. Like, when you walk up to a family, you're like, so, how are you doing today? Like, is it... Was it like She get out of her car and you just hear this, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even with you. I can't even with you. No, it wouldn't be like that. It was, I was vi- like, I mean, it, because at the end of the day, I didn't control that. I didn't control that shit. Like, so when I say I went and talked at hospice, it was like really, honestly, here's what, here's what death looks like is it's one big checklist. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I always, I will never forget this one woman that I sat hospice bedside with. I'm going to really bring this down to like a depressing level, but it's, she was like 35 and she had two little kiddos and her husband just got like pancreatic cancer. And like, they were like, and so for her, it was, this is just something to get, like to check off the list. I just, there's so many things that you have to do. And there's so many things that. It's not this like, oh, someone died. It's like this, there's there's all these pieces and all like so much different grieving. And all at the end of the day, you end up taking care of other people rather than yourself. Yeah. So she's thinking of her kids and these things and she's and she's like, This helps me just get this off my plate so then when it happens, I can focus on the actual death. So the body snatcher is there to help people. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So call me uh, an we'll archangel. Close, we'll, we'll close on on how we got to the name RBF. <laughs> um, oh god so okay. i'm a, I, i'm just gonna make an assumption here that the name of the place came down to either resting bitch face or you should smile more um a little bit of both okay. um so like kind of in my time in leadership or really even working it's like i mean hello i was working in death but apparently i needed to smile more but yeah, uh it, it was it was literally part sometimes part of my reviews it was uh i had a boss that would be like you know your numbers are great clients are happy everything is good but you know you could just be a little bit like cheery and but here was my problem with it is that Todd over here who's doing my same job he was being told that yeah. that wasn't part of like it's like you're doing just fine and then how I just how I explain RBF to people that act you know want to know about it and like when they come in it's like one of my very good friends Kara here she's very bubbly very smiley very happy for her, it was, people are going to think you're stupid. They're not going to take you seriously. You just need to be more serious, and and that's how you advance. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, what is it? It's it's always, so it's really just kind of taking, 
really just a kind of rude microaggression towards women. It's like, think about like what black women go through. It's like the, I had a boss and she was like, they're like, oh, it's like just another angry black woman in here. It's like they, it's like women of color get pegged these, these things as well by being assertive, by asking for what they want, by not, by having a boundary. And that makes us bitchy. That makes us emotional and it does all these things. But when at the end of the day, there's no right answer for it. Mm -hmm. So really that's the whole concept of it. And yes, was I in Trader Joe's and some dude told me I'd be prettier if I smiled? Yeah, that was part of it too. A guy really said that? Oh yeah, that happens. Like at a Trader Joe's, just randomly. Oh my God, I have had so many people since opening this reach out to me, like sitting at a stoplight and a man's tell- man telling them to roll down their window. They're like, smile, you'd be so pretty. Oh, like it's- geez. No, okay. yeah, this shit happens. Ugh. I mean, I know it happens. need a shower. That's the thing. I know it happens. I like intellectually, I know it happens and I've heard it enough times. But then when I, what gets me is where it happens. Mm-hmm. Weird places. Like you're just minding your business at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like, come on. I know. Okay. I know. Like, like, let me get my candy. Co- my How candy could you be co- that co- comfortable? My candy cane it's not a. It's not a comfort thing. It's a, it's a lack of awareness thing. And I yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no. But how, how are you that socially? No tact. Well, cause ridiculous the, because ridiculous that, that you would favor. Well, oh it's, it goes back to it. I, I mean, just of, it's it's always a kind of a double-edged sword. It's yeah. it's um, be like thin, but not too thin. Like be cur- like been like curves, but not too much. Like do it's it just goes back to like every there's there's sometimes not a right answer as to what and it just is sort of like this performative piece. And I had I had a gentleman in here in the last like couple of weeks and he he was sort of challenging me on it. He's like, well, what if someone's walking around that feels really terrible? And he's like, women are nurturers and it's and like that's that's their role is to sort of like make people feel better when they went. I'm like, why is that our damn job? Like yeah. and and so it, it's it, it can be some women's role. If they want but it, it to be. If they want right. I mean, it's a personality trait. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's for the entire gender. Right. I will promise you all women are not nurturers. <laughs> I mean, not well, that's best. what I'm saying. I mean, not, wow, that's what I'm saying. It can be some women's roles. Save that for Correct. a therapist. It's okay. not everybody. I don't have a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> this is your therapy, actually. Uh, well, this was all great. Awesome. Uh, great conversation. Great. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Did and you have any f- follow-up questions about body parts? Nah, okay. Good. All right. Just want to make sure we covered everything. I, mean, that, I was going to say. I mean, where do you think they're making a charcuterie out of? <laughs> Happy Halloween. Wayne. <laughs> you got to do a charcuterie that looks like a hand. I saw It's that really good. I've, I've eaten here. Jessica and I've eaten here several times. And it's very uh, nice. It's, very always, nice. it's always very good. Well, thanks for the hospitality. Everything was great. Sorry about Wayne breaking shit. but you know. Always breaking uh, shit. Yeah, well, it happens. Usually hearts, but whatever. Okay. Okay, what do we got coming oh up next week? Gosh. See how I shut these boys down? What do we got coming up next week? Let me get myself together. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stay in Cary next week. Well, we're usually in Cary, but we're going um, to be Kerry on the west, the west end of town, oh. downtown. We're going to go uh, hang out at Vicious Fish's Ooh, new nice. spot. Very nice. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. Is it going to get open by then? Let's people, see. People, people hype about it. He's hoping. He's hoping. He better invite me to some grand openings. I want to see that place. Yeah, I talked so. to him a couple of days ago. Yeah, Ken, no. yeah. He's, Ken's in here often. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Ken, likes, yeah. Ken and Ruth like this place. Oh, yeah, we'll, they do. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Good guys. Harmless habits. Cheers. Cheers.